teacher friend, welcome to another episode of Simply Teach, a podcast for teachers and by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. I'm a former teacher turned classroom organization and management coach. My passion is to help teachers just like you organize, manage, just love their classrooms. Each episode is full of simple ways to engage your students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. Because y'all, I know teaching is hard, but I am so glad that you're here. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 17. This week, I'm sharing all about parent conferences. It's hard to believe that we're already almost October, which means we're already almost to parent-teacher conference time. Today, I'm gonna share with you five steps to prepare for parent-teacher conferences, and also some tips to help you get the meetings to run smoothly. I wanted to remind you about Patreon. It's an online platform that allows patrons, which is you, to contribute monthly to the podcast and the blog. You choose how much to pay each month, you set up auto payments, and depending on which tier you choose, you get additional content from me. There are three tiers. The most cost-friendly one is starting at $2 a month, and for that, you get two resource guides a month, which this week is a parent conference form packet that you'll get for being a contributor. I'll also have it up for sale on TPT and on my website. And the other resource guide you get this month is a workbook with the five tips to get your classroom organized, as well as an action plan to make that happen. The second tier is contributing at $5 a month. You get exactly what you get in tier one, plus a 25% discount code to use in the shop online. And after six months of continuous contribution, you get to schedule a 30 minute one-on-one coaching session for me. Then there's tier three, which is $15 a month. You get everything from tier one, tier two. The only difference is you get, after three months, you get a 40 minute one-on-one consultation with me. So I would love, love, love to have you as a contributor and help to make this podcast continue. Remember the podcast will always be free, but if you feel inclined to contribute, you can head over to patreon.com slash the simply organized teacher and read more info as well as sign up to contribute. If you're not up for contributing financially at this time, no worries. I totally get it. But would you please, please, please do me a favor. Would you please share this show with a friend? You can send it directly to them or post about it on your Instagram feed or your story. I would love you for it. I so want to be able to help and encourage all teachers. And the best way for me to do that is to grow the podcast. And I need your help for that. So you can do that by leaving a rating and review. Head over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast. The more rates and reviews the podcast gets, the higher on the podcast list it goes. And then more teachers can find it. Thank you to Anna Rose M for the review. She says, this is one of the few podcasts that keeps my attention. I listen while I walk my dogs and I feel like I'm getting snippets of PD. It is a great podcast. Thank you so much, Anna. I really appreciate that. And I'm a huge podcast listener whenever I'm walking the dog. So I totally get it. All right, guys, here we go. On to this week's podcast on parent conferencing. teacher conferences. Oh my gosh. They can be so overwhelming. I feel like, especially when you're a new teacher and you're trying to figure out like, what all do I need to talk to them about? And what do I need to fill out? And what do I need to give them? And oh my gosh, there's these kids that I'm really struggling with, or these parents that have been really mean to me or haven't been very welcoming or whatever. There's just so much stress that can come around parent-teacher conferences. So today I'm going to share with you five tips for prepping and getting ready for parent conferences, and then I'm going to talk just some tips that I, ideas that I have that I've gotten over the years. So here we go. 
Step number one, this is starting the very first day of school. Build that relationship with your parents. Send out weekly newsletters, use apps like Blooms, do weekly emails, whatever it is that allows you to build a relationship with the parents and for them to see that you are on their side and that you care about their kids. I think sometimes parents get so wrapped up in like, the teacher's out to get my kid or they don't like my kid or whatever. And so I always try to build that relationship with my parents by letting them know what was going on in our classroom each week, what we were learning, sending pictures. Guys, I know you have your iPhones. Snap pictures of your kids, upload them to the app, put them in a newsletter. It's super easy. And then parents will start to see, you're, you're laying the groundwork for parents to start to see that you really do value their kids. Step two also starts early on, and that's to note positives of each student. So if I'm being completely honest, finding positives for me can be a little difficult, especially when I think about those kids that are like the bubble kids. They're not really like exceptional in any way, or they're not really like a struggling kid either. Does that make me a terrible teacher that I just like classified kids like that? I don't know. Anyways, I think you know what I'm talking about. Kids that are just average. It's hard to like think of a positive for them. And I always made the mistake of doing my parent conference forms like a couple days before. And so then I'm like trying to rack my brain through what's something this kid did that's awesome that I can brag on them about. And it's just, it adds more stress and more time and more worry. So help yourself out. Start at the beginning. Keep a journal next to your desk and note the positives of each kid. Maybe make a list of each kid and then whenever you see something going well with them, just note it down. That way when it comes time to parent-teacher conferences or when it comes time to having to make a phone call to parents about an issue with that kid, you can reference a positive from them earlier on in the year. One thing that I did to kind of help hold myself accountable for documenting student behavior, both positive and negative, is I kept a binder with a page for each kid in my class in it. And then at the end of every day, it just became habit. I started with an alarm at first and then it just became part of my routine to come in at the end of the day and just think through what happened that day, good or bad, document it in my journal. That way I had record of it because it's really hard. And you know, I have a really great memory. So I always thought, oh, it's fine. I'll remember everything this kid did when it comes time to me, for me to have a conversation with a parent about it. And then I would forget little details or I wouldn't remember it exactly correctly. So by keeping a journal next to your desk, you can note positives and negatives of each kid. And that way, whenever it's time for the conferences, you have that there to reference when you're making or filling out your parent conference forms. Step three is pretty easy. Find out your campus procedures, figure out what the expectations are. Does your campus give you a day or set aside time for you to do parent conferences or do they expect them to be completed after school, before school? If you have a partner teacher, you need to talk with them and decide how are you going to handle doing conferences for multiple kids. When I taught in the dual language program, I had two classes of kids and for the first few years, I would meet with my partner teacher on all like 40 of our kids. And I realized very quickly that that was a waste of my time her time, his time. So I ended up, we just would kind of split the kids and I would take my homeroom. She would take her homeroom. And if there was a kid that was maybe a struggling kid or I taught math and they were really struggling in math, then those conferences we would do together. But for the most part, 
share notes with each other and just knock them out as quickly as you can. Step four is reaching out to parents, making contact with them about scheduling. So there's a couple ways you can do this. One is you can send home a letter, let parents select times from the letter. I found that to be really difficult and time consuming because I always, it was inevitable that parents always wanted the really early shifts or sessions or the really late meeting times. And then I would be having to send more letters home or call parents. So what I ended up doing is our school required us to do positive phone calls home within like the first month of school, which I'm not going to lie. I hated because I hate talking on the phone. I think that's just me being like somewhat of a millennial. I don't know if I'm a millennial or not, but I think that's just part of like, I hate talking on the phone. So I hated calling parents, but it was actually really useful because I would just create a Google doc on my computer and call parents and just read off the times that are available. They would pick a time I'd write them in and then send home a note like a few days before to remind them which time they picked. This kind of avoided the like double scheduling issue. So reach out to your parents, find out when works for them. Make sure that you reiterate how long the conference is because some parents just want to talk, 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 and, you know, let them know 15, 20 minutes tops is the time you have because you have other parents that you need to be meeting with. Step five is the last and final part, which is filling out forms for the parent conference. So make sure that you have some kind of paperwork to kind of help guide the conversation. And that's what I'm giving out this week as the contributor Patreon contributor guide is parent conference forms. Use those to help guide your conversation so you're not just kind of like talking out of the air. Another thing to keep in mind when you're in that parent conference and you're you have that form, leave a spot or have a spot for them to share their questions that they have, or even ask them, what are your child's strengths and what are their weaknesses? What are their fears? What are things they like? This was always, not always, when I first started teaching, I would send home a form with the parent to fill out favorite subject, favorite food, like just a little get to know you thing. So I could get to know the kid from the parent's perspective. But a lot of times I didn't get it back or parents were so annoyed having to fill out all these forms for all their kids. So this is a great way to incorporate getting the parents' feedback and perspective on their child, but doing it a little bit later at the parent conference. take a second to tell you about my ebook, The Simply Organized Classroom. This ebook is full of tips, tricks, ideas, and resources for you. There's seven different chapters. Here, I'll read them to you really quick. First chapter is Looking Pretty, Classroom Layout and Aesthetics. Chapter two, The Simply Organized Classroom, Organization Tips. Chapter three, Establishing an Environment, Classroom Management Plans. Chapter four, Staying Sane in the Classroom, Establishing Routines. Chapter five is Taking Back Your Time, time management techniques. Chapter six, smiles, tears, and fears, tips for first-year teachers. And chapter seven is teaching isn't just in the classroom, school dynamics. So I talk about each of those things in the ebook. You can get it by heading over to the Simply Organized Teacher website. Click shop on the top menu bar and you'll see it right there. You can also use the code simplyteach to get 10% off any purchases you make in the shop.
Okay, so here's some tips I have for you. They're not really in any particular order. I just jotted them down, so I'm going to run through them. Step uh, Tip one, put chairs out in the hallway with books or iPads or something for kids. Well, first of all, when parents show up before their meeting time, for them to wait out there while you're finishing up a conference, place for them to sit. Put books out there for the kids to read while they're waiting or if there's little brothers or sisters. iPads if you're not worried about them walking off. It's also fun to have a little kid center in your classroom and area when the kids do come or little brothers and sisters do come. You can point them into a direction of things that will keep them occupied so that way you can have the parents' attention during the meeting. Also think about having water or snacks. For sure water bottles, like even just little bitty ones, because I say this because I think like my second year of teaching, I had a parent come in and she like had a full on coughing attack in the middle of our meeting and didn't have any water. Luckily, I had some extra water bottles in my cabinet and was able to pull them out for her. So that was something I learned. Always have water, even snacks. To be honest, I never did that, but I see a lot of teachers on Instagram and on Pinterest showing that. So if that's up your alley, go for it. Tissues are a good thing to have on hand because I worked in a Title I school and I found that a lot of my parents came in to parent-teacher conferences with a lot going on and apparently I was like their counselor or something and they would just like open up and tell me about their husband or ex-husband or whatever in jail or like just tell me like really deep personal stuff, start crying, like you know, explaining why things were going on with their kids because of what was going on at home, just really hard stuff that they would open up to me about. So always keeping tissues close by, that way they have something. Another thing I want to say, and this is especially for those first-year teachers, do not be afraid to ask for assistance. If you have a struggling kid or you have a parent, I had a parent one time come up at the car rider line and basically cuss me out about their something I sent home for homework with their kid that they didn't like. And like just full on rude, disrespectful, almost had me in tears kind of thing. So from then on, anytime I met with that parent, I always had an admin present because I wasn't going to allow the person to talk to me that way. And I, I wanted backup in case they tried to. So don't be afraid to ask for assistant, assistance. Don't be afraid to reach out to your admin and say, hey, I've got this parent, I'm worried about it. Or, hey, I've got this kid that I'm struggling with. And I just need you there as kind of a second witness. Don't be afraid. Ask for assistance. That's what they're there for. One thing I think is kind of fun is to have students fill out their own parent-teacher conference form, kind of a kid's version of it, of how they're doing in class, how they think they're doing. And this is a great way to incorporate the student into the meeting. So you can start out by having the kid there go over their form with them and the parent and then release the kid to go to the kid area and then you talk to the parent one-on-one. -on -one. It's a fun way for you to kind of reflect on what they think they're doing, how they're doing in the classroom, and then also for the parents to see how the student thinks they're doing. And it's a good opportunity for the kid to open up and be honest about what they're struggling with or maybe things they're enjoying. So let's talk about doing a parent conference with a challenging student. So like I said, do not be afraid to ask for admin assistance. Also, inviting the kid to sit in. I've had plenty of parent conferences with students who were issue kids struggling with behavior where they sat in there and we talked through some of the things they did in class with the parents because a lot of times kids don't go home and tell their parents what's happening. And if you send a note home, it doesn't really convey. Incorporate the kid into the meeting. Help them be accountable, especially if they're an older student, like in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, having them have to own up and be accountable, which side note, this is like, 
totally not even, I, this just popped into my mind, but one thing I learned my first year from my mentor teacher is, again, going back to me hating to make parent phone calls, anytime a kid was doing something wrong in class, I made them call their parent and tell their parent what they were doing. So that way they had to own up to what they were doing. A lot of times they were like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want to do that. And it got me off of like having to be the bad guy. So I would just call the parent and say, hey, this is Miss Jackson. I have so-and-so here and he wants to tell you or she wants to tell you about what's going on in class today. Hand the phone over to them. They talk, kind of get the kid's side, and then I talk to them after. So side note, I always found that really helpful. Okay, so back to challenging kid conference with parent. Invite him to sit in. Prepare a behavior plan ahead of time. Communicate with the kid about the behavior plan. I have a blog on my website called Management Tips for the Challenging Student, and I talk about behavior plans you can use with those challenging kids in there. So you can head over. I'll link to it in the show notes, but head over uh, to my blog and you can just search for it. But anyways, prepare that behavior plan ahead of time. So that way, when you meet with the parent, you already have a plan of action in place to help this kid be successful. And again, if the kid's sitting there with them during it, they can, you're having the conversation with the kid and the parent about here's what I'm expecting from you, kid, and here's what I'm expecting from you, parent, and just that everybody's in agreement with what's going on. Remember, if it's a challenging kid, kind of already talked about this, make sure you are documenting every little thing. That doesn't mean you have to share that every little thing with the parent, but just document it so that you have it in case. Create a communication plan with the parent, so make sure that you talk with them. How frequently do you want to hear from me? Do you want me to email you every single day about your kid? Do you want me to email you at the end of the week? Are we going to send home some kind of folder system? Just create a communication plan with them. And the last thing I would say about meeting with a parent of a difficult kid is try your hardest to take your emotion out of it. I, You've heard me talk about my year from hell. I, I hated that year. It was terrible. Actually, it was not a terrible year. It, I had a really good class with the exception of these like four kids that were really difficult and they ruined it for me. And there was so much emotion and baggage and frustration and just emotion tied up in that year that anytime I talked to parents, it was hard to not want to let that frustration or anger out, but you have to take the emotion out of it. And and that's where an administrator or a second teacher comes in really helpful that if it's a parent or a kid that you can't talk to without getting really frustrated, having that second person there as your support to either kind of lead the conversation or step in for you whenever you are becoming too heated, just try your hardest to take emotion out of it. And a lot of times remember that the reason the kid is not is acting out is not because of you but because of something else. And you are just the person closest to them, unfortunately, that's getting the wrath of it. Last thing I wanted to say about tips for parent-teacher conferences is have a folder for each kid with student work in it so that way you can pull it out and show them. Even if it's just taking a big piece of construction paper, folding it in half, writing their name on it, and then putting any of their work in there from the year or so far from the year, That way you can show the parents some work that they're doing or if you have a journal or folder in there to show them what handwriting looks like or, you know, how they're not really getting enough work done or whatever. So let me just run over the five tips really quick. Build a relationship with the parents starting day one. 
Step two, note the positives of each kid. Again, starting day one, keep that journal next to your desk. Step three, find out your campus procedures if you haven't already. Step four, reach out to parents to schedule with them. You can do sending notes home or positive phone call home and scheduling that way. And then step five is filling out the forms for the parent conferences to help guide your conversation. All right, guys, good luck. Remember, you can get my parent conference form resource by becoming a contributor or a patron at patreon.com slash the simply organized teacher, or you can head over to teachers pay teachers. I'll have it uploaded there. And also on my website, you can get it there. Good luck guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on parent-teacher conferences. I hope that you found it helpful and insightful. Remember, you can always head over to the website to get the show notes at thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. And please, guys, if you have a minute, will you head over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast? Also, don't forget that you can find out how to contribute to the podcast and the blog while getting additional content from me by heading to patreon.com slash thesimplyorganizedteacher. I'll see y'all next week.